wow, how refreshing to watch Boston's defense when you've had to suffer through what the Jazz have been putting on the floor for the past three, four months. They are just suffocating on the perimeter. They're so good. You're listening to Guys on the Sideline podcast, where you'll hear opinions, predictions, and sports takes in every direction. If you're a diehard sports fan, this is the place to be. They've never played. They have no experience. But they have plenty to say. And now, here are the guys on the sideline. Hey, everybody. Welcome on in to Guys on the Sideline, the podcast. This is episode 122 of the fastest growing sports podcast Anywhere in NBA circles of today. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks as always for tuning in and joining the podcast. Uh, let's get right started. We got lots to talk about. I feel like we haven't uh, recorded an episode in a lot of a lot of time, and I think people are worried about us. So quick introductions, and we'll jump right in. This is Jeff. Take me to the 90024 Burton. And I'm joined by everybody's favorite legendary co-host, Chris. I can only tolerate Jeff in small doses. Mumford. Hello, Chris. How'd we do today? I'm doing good, but hey, Jeff, I'll just point out, you're always the one that wants short episodes, so I don't know. <laughs> maybe, I know. Maybe that's what the psychologist called projection there. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Chris, it's been a while, and I tell you, people, uh, when we don't record in a in a minute, I, people get worried about us, you know? They, they, I know. I worry about us. I worry about us, too, especially knowing that the jazz just really kind of fell apart. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's a big off season. And so I think, uh, you know, a few folks have reached out since we have not recorded an episode and we're going to get into the yeah. jazz today. We're going to talk Eastern conference finals, Western conference finals of the national basketball association. But, uh, just quickly catching up, Chris, uh, I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't, uh, I mean, we've talked a little bit, but you doing okay. Doing good overall, Jeff. Uh, we found out we're we're going to be welcoming our, our third child this year, which is going to be exciting for sure. Yes. But that's also a lot of work, a lot to to adjust to and cover and things like that. So it's been a busy time, but but a happy one. So I'd say we're good good overall Chris, for sure. Chris, congratulations to you and Mrs. Mumford. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you. The three kid club just want to be like you, Jeff. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. And I tell you, the, the best thing of all of this is your two cute little girls are going to be great little mommies, and they're going to spoil this new baby. I hope so. I hope it looks more like that and less like their current relationship, which is a little <laughs> bit more conflict-ridden than maybe you'd prefer. I mean, I mean they're Mumford, so I can't really, they're you know. Mumford, they're, they're irascible, for sure. <laughs> they definitely are. Definitely are. Well, it's good to catch up. We don't have a ton of time today, so... Uh, I think we're just going to jump in, but uh, for anybody that's new to the podcast, you will hear that, uh, you know, we, we we come in with a topic, we come in with a theme, but uh, don't you worry. We're going to open up at least 25 different tabs. We're going to take some tangents. We're going to be all over the map. That's just how we do it on guys on the sidelines. So, Chris, what do you say we get started? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. All right, Chris Mumford, uh, you know, we find ourselves mid-May, hard to believe, uh, you know, cruising through 2022. And um, let's start with uh, the NBA Conference Finals. 
And uh, let, let me just t- tee you up, get your reaction or your thoughts, uh, you know, on, on the upcoming finals by stating uh, my perspective that I think both of these series actually are pretty intriguing and I am actually comfortable with any of the teams winning. I don't know that that happens often for me. I feel like there's somebody I hate or somebody that I d- strongly dislike and I don't want them to win. I think the the, the Mavs Warriors series is going to be fascinating in Boston and Miami already kind of got off to a an exciting start last night. What what do you see in these uh, conference finals? You you excited to uh, to consume them? I am, yeah, and already a bit surprised by last night's result between the Heat and Boston. I, Given the way that that Boston series concluded with Milwaukee, I kind of thought, started to talk myself into thinking that they might be the, the favorite to win it. They just looked so strong. Their defense is, wow, how refreshing to watch Boston's defense when you've had to suffer through what the Jazz have been putting on the floor for the past three, four months. They are just suffocating on the perimeter. They're so good. I know that he's polarizing. Uh, I, I guess I understand to some extent, but I personally really like Marcus Smart. And I will take credit here, given how many freezing cold takes I've had in the past and been responsible for. Um, you know, I've had a lot of whoppers, but I will say in the draft where I think we took Dante Exum, I remember watching tape of Marcus Smart and thinking, that guy's a dog. Like, I want that guy. It just it jumped off the tape to me. And I just, to this day, give myself credit. Nobody else knows. I didn't document it anywhere. I don't, maybe I was on this podcast. We've been doing this a long time. Maybe I did say it back then. I have no idea. But um, I, I think they have good players. I, I I don't know how you root against like a Jason Tatum. I, I think he's a, a phenomenal player, really fun to watch. And um, Jalen Brown. And so Boston's been kind of a fun team to watch. And then, you know, Miami's, you know, kind of has that sort of bridesmaid kind of, title to them they were close in the bubble you know you felt like it was maybe just the product of the bubble and then they faltered a bit last year so could be interesting there I, I personally like Jimmy Buckets even though he's a bit of a drama queen um you know he, he can be kind of fun to, to watch certainly on the court um so yeah I think that's a really fun matchup and then the Mavs and the Warriors I I hope is a good series let me just say that it feels like it has the makings for a good series I worry though that the Warriors are going to roll. Um, that's that's my concern, is that it's going to be like a five or six game series and the Warriors are going to roll through it. But maybe Luka and these guys can keep torching it from deep. That That's the thing that makes me a bit worried, is that the Mavs have just been, you know, just torrid, you know, from, from deep range. And they, they've just been lighting opponents up or lighting us up, obviously. Can they keep it up? Can they sustain it forever? Especially when you start to tighten the screws and especially when you've got to go on the road to, you know, against a team like Golden State. And if they tighten it up at all, like that's been the thing with the Mavs. They've been able to play loose. They're playing with house money. And we all know what an advantage that gives you. You saw it vividly in that last game with Phoenix. And so does that go away a little bit? Or do they still play that with that free and, and, and loose way? I don't know. But hopefully we get a good series out of that one too. Yeah, I think you're right. A couple things to react to from what you just stated, Chris. I I think that if there's one team that can give the Warriors a run, it's the Mavericks, right? I, you would think the Suns could give them a good run, but I I just think Golden State is just uh, head and shoulders above the rest of the league, at least in the West. But I, I you know you never know with Luca, you never know with Dallas. So I think the Mavs make things interesting, and it'll I, I mean clearly the the Warriors are the home favorite. Uh, you know, they've got home court, they've got Steph, they've got Clay, they've got even your buddy Draymond, uh, you know, playing well. Um, so it'll it'll be an interesting series. Other reaction quickly. 
Um, I saw this that Stephen A. Smith was like, it's time for Jimmy Butler to step up. And I just I thought about this, Chris. I think in the in the era of like teams, uh, you know, signing free agents and big stars and 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 what have you. I think Jimmy Butler, the last two, three seasons, has has made Miami by himself a contender. Now I know it's a team effort, and I know he's got some pieces and some weapons alongside him. But yes, it's time for him to step up. But I just think tip the cap to Jimmy Butler. I'm I'm impressed. I agree. I think he's a little bit drama um, and whatnot. But uh, like I I think he's doing a good job. And I think again, kind of quietly, Miami is uh, again a num- another number one seed. I think you know in the East you look at. The Sixers, you look at the Nets, you look at Boston, we're talking about, you look at Giannis and the Bucks, and and then you're like, oh, and, and Miami, right? To, to, in my mind, it's like Miami's kind of the fourth or the fifth thought in the East, and yet Jimmy Butler's got him as the number one seed with a 1-0 lead on the Celtics. So those are just a couple of my reactions to the series. Now, I got to take my first tangent of the episode. Uh, Chris, I'm with you. I hate when I have a brilliant idea and I feel like it doesn't get documented or I don't get proper credit for it. So I trust you. Um, <laughs> I, I know, I believe that you, you said that about, uh, about Marcus smart. And so I'm glad that we've got it, you know, here in the glorious archives of guys on the sideline, uh, you know, podcast. I, I so in that spirit, I've got to share this idea before it gets latched up. I've, I've had this idea for 10 years and maybe it's a thing and maybe it came and went and I missed it, but you know Sports Center how they play the music, right? We'll drop that here. I think it would be fascinating to have different celebrities and different stars kind of make their own like intro to Sports Center. Does so to have somebody come on every episode and it'd be a different person and have them drop a little na 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 na. Um I think that would be gold. Um I don't know how I get that to to Bristol, Connecticut and get it to the the ESPN um, big wigs, but uh, what what do you think of the idea? You think that has uh, some potential? I, I like it. I mean, it's kind of they kind of do that with their commercials now, right? I and I feel like they may have kind of done that, maybe. But, but this yes, this it is, is a good idea. This but is my only, point. It only validates your idea that it was a good that, idea. It's, exactly. It's like, the, it's like the fact that every Utah in the state has me to thank for Top Golf being here because I don't. I mean, I'm sure I've told the story on here, but I called Top Golf <laughs> in 2011. And ask them about franchising. This was like long before they showed up here. And I swear to you, I put us on the map for them. Like, I don't even know that they knew where Utah was. I, I'm just kidding. Chris. I'm sure I didn't really. But, I mean, they're they're building a second one now. So, it works. Yes. Yes. Chris, thank you. On, on behalf of the Beehive State and its <laughs> residents, I want to say thank you. And secondly, I think we need to get a guys on the sideline um, – Fan appreciation night out at Top Golf. Could you commit oh, to this? I like that. I like that. Let's do it. Absolutely. I need to get out there. All right. Let's let's uh, let's give it our commitment. That would be a lot of fun. And so, to your point, and that's what's painful though. I I had that idea. So if they're doing it or if it's happening uh, here and there, um, that it was my idea. And yet I, I feel like maybe it got stolen. I do think there was a Scrubs episode where uh, <laughs> JD was like no 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 no, and Turk was like JD. It's na 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 na. Anyway, um, where <laughs> you must are be we? That commercial with those two, aren't you? Every time oh. I see that, I think of Jeff. Uh, of course. Who 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 do we love more than Zach Braff, or who do we love more than Donald JD? Faison, right? D- yep. D- yep. Yep. Donald Faison, exactly. So, um, okay. 
uh, we got to get back. Um, what were we talking about? I mean, I kind of gave you my impressions. You want to make so, a prediction? Who do you who do you like um, playing okay. in the finals? Okay, so to me, I- I'm still gonna go Boston. Um, just again, given on this, the overall strength of what I've seen, beating a team like Milwaukee in seven games, I think they're resilient. I really like their rookie coach. I'm kind of amazed that he didn't win coach of the year. I agree. Um, you know, and I get that they gave it to Phoenix for their amazing regular season or whatever, but so much for that. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of see Boston. I see um, the Warriors, I think. And I don't know. I don't know in that one, but I think that's going to be the matchup. You, you like Boston then? I do like Boston. Yeah. I, and I, I think Golden State's a pretty strong Strong pick for me in the West. It's an easy pick, but hard to pick against it. Yeah, and yet I, I feel like there might be a bit of a Costanza pick here. Uh, for okay. those new to the podcast, Costanza, the episode where George does the opposite and everything turns out well. Um, that's another one of our brilliant ideas that I'm waiting for somebody to steal. But uh, you heard it here first. We've been doing that for years, the Costanza pick. Um, I, I I might take Luca. I know everybody, the, the the smart money is on Steph, and, and rightfully so. I think the Warriors are fantastic. I think they've got a great organization. Steve Kerr is a really good coach. Um, but but if you sleep on Dallas like and, and Luka, I just, man, I, I think they have potential. And, and Chris, I don't know, should I disclose my news here on this podcast or not? I, I don't know how secret... Hell, Chris, no one's listening. It's safe. It's safe. All right. So my side hustle now has a side hustle. And I started, uh, basically, this is the, it's it's the long play, Chris. I've gone undercover. I now work for Vivin Arena in the guest services. And so game three of the playoffs, they actually had me in player security. And so I got to basically welcome and scan any of the players or girlfriends, family, owners, met Mark Cuban. He's a handsome feller, Chris, a little smaller than I thought, but, um, anyway, very nice guy. Um, Luca did not play in that game as you recall. So he's, he just, you know, kind of waddled into the arena, but I was, I was impressed by him. I was impressed by the entire Mavs organization. I think they've got a really good team. So put me down for the Mavs. I know that's nuts. Like that's how in the world could I do that? But, uh, I'm going to go not to be different than you. I think it's going to be the Mavs and the heat. Um, or I could see it being the Heat or the Warriors. So, lead, you mentioned Mavs and Heat again. How funny would that be? Oh, that would that would be wild. That would be that wild. was one of my favorite series back in the. What a shocker that was. Was that 2011? Abs- yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Chris, I, think, I was living I, in DC I, for that. Yeah, did, I would just go to the bar by myself. <laughs> what was that? That's it was a great. It was a great series and and had the chance to meet Dirk Nowitzki and he was the only person that showed me his ticket and he was insistent to show me the ticket. And I'm like, dude, you're with Mark Cuban. I'm sure you've got a seat, right? You're seven feet tall. And he was like, you want to see my ticket? He was, he was the coolest guy. Gave me a fist bump. About the Mavs, Jeff, and I, because I think you're kind of almost getting it. You're expressing it well, but I kind of just want to put a fine point on it, which is like, the Mavs are a team you feel like you should hate, but I can't find any good reason to. I personally really like Mark Cuban, just in general. I, th- I you know, I mean, I'm not saying I endorse everything the guy says, but I think generally speaking, he, I, I, I think he's a fun celebrity, right? And I think that I, I appreciate his voice being out there um, as kind of a counterweight to some of the other mega billionaires and things like that. 
I don't, you know, I, I get a lot of people don't like Luca. I think a lot of that's just, okay, he's perceived to be whiny, complaining. Uh, I mean, show me players that aren't at this point. I, I don't really see that. I don't really have issues with him. Dirk, I just flat out love. I just love Dirk Nowitzki. I always did. I loved his amazing feedback jumper, such a throwback. I love that that series that they won. So I guess I have to say, like, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Mavs. Of all the teams remaining, um, I probably would pick them because they're probably the least decorated of all. And that's my only issue with the teams left is they've all won one at least, uh, multiples yeah. in some cases, right? And and the Mavs just have won the least of them. So, you know, it's no haves and haves nots there. They're all haves. But um, yeah. anyway, just want to throw that in there. No, I like, and Chris, you said that very kindly. You said, Jeff, you're, you're struggling to say it and let me, let me articulate what, what the, the thoughts. In no, your I think so. you were saying, I don't think you were trying to, I just, I heard you saying it, you know, it was between the lines and thought I would just bring it to the surface. Well, that, that's, that's why we make a good uh, combo, Chris. So, all right, we're, we're near the end of the episode. Um, we'd love to hear from our listeners. So find us on Instagram guys on the sideline, make a prediction. If you make a prediction, we'll, we'll get Get, we'll read those on the next podcast. So uh, definitely Speaking do that. Speaking of which, Jeff, do we, uh, should we do a, just a quick final, just very fast lightning round about the Jazz offseason? We'll have to have a full pot on this, obviously. Yes. Maybe next week. Um, you know, we're going to have to start committing ourselves to the deadline. But basically, just quickly, 30 seconds or less, we've got to yep. kind of give our, our quick two cents on the Jazz Yep. Let's, uh, you know, as a, as someone who gets his, gets paycheck signed by Ryan Smith, I might have to, you know, toe the line here a little bit. Now I, I think Ryan Smith probably feels very similar to you and me. Like he's put out a contender and he expects more. So I, I think we're totally fine to comment. Why don't you take the first step? What do you got? Yeah. I, I worry that they're going to lean toward conservatism. They're going to try to bring back Rudy and Don, and maybe a lot of fans will be like, why are you saying you'd worry about that? Well, because the chemistry is so fundamentally broken and you, they, they sit here and harp on this idea that you need to have two stars, but when your two stars have not proven themselves to be effective leaders, which neither of them have at this point, frankly, I just think it's a big problem. Right. And I, I don't, I, I just think, when there's this kind of differential between what we know to be their talent and the actual results on the floor, you can only point to sort of those human, you know, humanities degree type issues that are that are hard to get your arms around and quantify in data sets, but they're real. And I, I just I so I worry that they're going to keep the, the core intact, but I would hope that they would ship off one of them at least and try to retool You've got two really valuable assets. I understand the issues around other stars not wanting to come to Utah. I thought Shane from our group brought up a good point in our chat the other day that keeping Don probably is more appealing for other stars to come here. And so maybe that's the route you have to go. I I, I don't know totally how I feel about that, but you know, I'm, that's messy. It's not a complete picture, but I guess I will just say my vote is in favor of them making a bigger move here than trying to keep Rudy and Don together and then like, seeing what they can cobble together with Boyan, Conley, and some of these other folks, I don't see that resulting in a much better team, to be honest. Yeah, and the problem is, and we said this multiple times last season, the window to win it was last year because the Warriors were down. Because if you keep right. this team intact, the likelihood that they um, you know, can take out the Warriors, eh, you know, maybe an, with an injury or something, but like I just I see the Warriors getting better and better. You know what I think they need to do? If 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 I'm uh, Danny Ainge or uh, uh, Dwayne or or Ryan, 
Um, and you might not get this reference, Chris, and it's going to make my heart a little bit sad if you don't. But uh, they need to get Dr. Sharon Fieldstone, Sharon from Ted Lasso, who is <laughs> a um, is a sports psychologist. Okay, she's brought in in season two to help the AFC Richmond players, and she's awesome. And I think, kind of to your point, the chemistry issue between Rudy and Donovan, you know, it, it looked like it was going away in what was it, game four, when they, you know, the alley-oop, the dunk, the phenomenal dunk. I mean, that that place was just electric. It was amazing. But but you're exactly right. There's something there. And here's what I would say. Here's what, the first place I would send Sharon, the first project, and I'm going to say this lightly, or I'm going to say this gently. I say this with all the love. I think Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. No question. I think he's a phenomenal athlete, a great guy, somebody that the Jazz have locked up and we should lock up and keep here forever, right? We should hopefully build a statue out on the plaza. The concern that I have, Chris, is I feel like he had such an amazing rookie season to only fall behind Ben Simmons for the rookie of the year. Anyway, we won't go there. But he really made an impression in his rookie year. And I don't know... I think he's had flashes. I think he's had moments, but I don't know that he's quite lived up to the expectation. I think he set a very high bar, and I honestly think some of it is mental, and some of it's get, getting along well with Rudy. You know, let bygones be got bygones, whatever you say. And so I bring in Sharon, and I get Sharon with Donovan and Rudy and the rest of the team, and and if we can get Donovan to take three steps forward in terms of stardom, and you know, the game down the stretch, he really, he puts the team on his back. It took Carl Malone a few years to do this, right? So I want to be, I want to be kind to Donovan, but we've got to have, if the Jazz and this team are going to work, Donovan has to cement himself as the team leader and the superstar and the guy that takes over games and is um, freaking amazing. So if the Jazz, if, if we can't do that, then, I mean, the Jazz are going to have a nice team year in and year out and they'll do well. They'll, you know, have flashes. They'll be the best team in the NBA at some points, but I just don't see them making a long playoff championship run. So that's so that's this my is, opinion. and let me just say, in, in a quick quick follow up on that because I think you make such a good point. I I think my concern is kind of similar. I would just approach it from a different level to you, and and that is to say, I I wonder if Donovan has hit a bit of a ceiling, and I hope not, right? And I hope that there is an amazing you know, psychologist or someone who could come in and help him take another step or two. But I wonder a little bit, and I, I know this comparison isn't exactly great, but I wonder if there's a little bit of something similar going on with Donovan as what we saw with Gordon Hayward, where we, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Gordon, but we like molded that skinny dork into like an Adonis who could like lead a team into the playoffs and I think we had to build a whole team around him a structure and we developed him and we just got every little ounce out of him to get him there but I don't know that that's like naturally who he is and I just feel sometimes with Donovan that he it's all effort right it's like everything's methodical and trained and learned and that's different than someone who just has it whatever it is just that incredible natural ability to just play the game and just make plays what you know what it feels like Steph Curry has just that that second sense when to make the yep. right play you know I don't I feel like Donovan thinks a lot he he gets in his mind he has all of the athleticism 
but does he have sort of just that pure, very focused basketball passion you have to have to be to truly be a top tier stu- superstar? And that's where I maybe disagree a little bit as well. Today, I don't know that he's a superstar. He's a star. He's an all star. He's a very good player. But yeah, he cannot yeah. single-handedly win games right now, I don't think. And to me, that's what makes a superstar. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a great tease into our next episode. Chris, we've got to run out the door. Yeah. Great take. Uh, NBA Finals should be fun. Um, so we'll be watching those. And let's seriously get in the booth next week and do a more in-depth uh, episode on the Jazz. He's Chris. I'm Jeff. We're guys on the sidelines saying adios. And bye-bye. The opinions and predictions on this podcast are right 98.3% of the time. All right, Chris, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't run to my meeting. Yeah, me too. I got to jump. All right, see ya. Thank you. See ya.